Did you know Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to increase the size of almost all your orders? Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks, no coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, or Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrades, cross-sales, or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you could boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Now, hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you could do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. Welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, AKA Tech Nasty. And today we are gonna to talk to a gentleman who is going to uh, share with us all his journey from Walmart forklift driver, I kid you not, to scaling a store from 1 million to 11 million in just two years, <laughs> along with uh, trials and tribulations along the way. Now here's what's different about this guest for our show. He's a serial entrepreneur, so we've heard that before. Uh, he's got, uh, he, he's selling online, obviously that's why we're here, but it's all drop shipping. And that's not necessarily something I cover a ton on the show, just because I, I, I like the, the consumer product goods. I like manufacturing stuff. And you know, one of the places I came from was Kickstarter. And so I've got someone today, Ben Konegendorf from dropshipbreakthrough.com, who uh, is going to share with us his journey with drop shipping, his successes his learnings and uh, a ton of resources because he's incredibly transparent about like, well, here's what I did. You could do it too. What's the big deal? Really uh, great casual guy. You're going to love it. Ben, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love the the tech nasty soundbite. That is by far and away the greatest podcast you do every single year with Ezra. Tech nasty. It is one. Of, <laughs> it, it's tradition. It's one of my favorites. I'm going to keep it going for as long as Ezra will keep showing up. Um, so, Mr. Konegendorf. That's like the, I love that name. That's so good. Is it <laughs> Swedish? Is it German? Uh, it's very German. Yeah. How did you get here? When did you start selling online? Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, I didn't really have, know to sell online. I just knew I needed something different. So if you you know, rewind my story back to 2014, 2015. Uh, I'm, I'm seven, eight years into a Walmart distribution center doing everything I can to get to first shift. That was the holy grail at, at Walmart it was once you get the first shift you had it made, you're working four tens, working, you know, uh, 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, and I got there. I made it to first shift. And I remember one of the very first days I got there, I looked around and everybody was just dead inside. And I was like, this is this is it. I'm 29 <laughs> and I've, I've made it. Um, and so I knew right then and there something had to change. And um, I took a little bathroom break and uh, took a note on my phone that just said, I, I got to get out of here. I got to start making a plan and get out of here. And so that led to me flipping a few things on, on eBay, you know, going to garage sales and scanning stuff and uh, looking up stuff as you're there, you know, uh, flip life as Gary calls it. Um, 
but I knew there had to be a better way. And so um, at, right around that point, I was targeted uh, for a course on dropshipping and, and that led me down a rabbit hole of what, what is dropshipping? How does it work? Um, you know, learning all about the stigmas that I'm sure many people listening to this have heard before and, and just really diving in on, on that business model. And um, in January uh, 11th, 2015, I bought that course and, and that's where I dove in and, and started building my first business. Interesting. All right. So 2014, you really have no experience with e-commerce, but you have, you have your, your, your screw this moment where you looked around and said, all right, we're, something has to change here. And I love that many people can often pinpoint like that time. Like for me, I know it was, I was tying my shoes to go to work and I just started crying. I broke down and I knew like, well, this isn't going to work. So I quit my job with no plan, <laughs> but I knew I was going to start a business and that eventually evolved to to today um the so you have that moment and oftentimes you know that like it's an emotional desperation where you're like i gotta change something here and so you start trying things and i love i love i love flip life i if we want to make it fancy we, we call it retail arbitrage like what can you get and sell on ebay it's such a great pure form of e-commerce but it's it's tough to scale because you have to get individual things and so you've got the taste for it you're like all right there's something here you got the the Instagram ad, the Facebook ad targeted for a dropshipping course. Yeah, so I dove right in, right? I, 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 the funny part is, like, my wife and I were $40,000 in debt at the time, like consumer debt. Uh, and so to buy that course, even like a credit card showed up with a thousand dollar limit, which is all you get when you're $40,000 in debt. And it probably had like a 26% APR or something. Right. So I, I, I literally pushed everything we had. I, I took a chance here uh, on this course. And so I gave it everything I had. I, I, I built a store. Uh, I got scared to call the suppliers. Um, and, uh, thankfully, I guess, uh, someone in the, in the forums of that course said they were very ill. They had four suppliers on board and they wanted to get rid of their store for $400. And that, that was my escape to not call suppliers. So I bought it for $400. Um, and then I, I ended up, you know, losing the main supplier. As soon as I took it over, he sent emails to the four. I lost the main supplier. And here I am back in the same boat. I had to call suppliers. It took me about a month to like, actually like push through the resistance of, Hey, I, I got to call and sell myself. I called 20 that day. I landed all 20 suppliers and that was on the 3dprinterguy.com. Um, you can look that up on Wayback Machine if you want to check that out. Um, and, and so I slowly built that, right? Like, a, you know, the first month, maybe I made a couple hundred bucks. The second month, maybe I made $300 or something like that. But by the end of the year, I had a business that was sellable. And I was introduced to Justin Cook from Empire Flippers who convinced me to sell that business. Uh, and so I sold that first business uh, in February of the following year for one year's pay at that Walmart distribution center. So I was still working my full-time job. I built and sold that for one year's pay. And like, that was a real catalyst moment for me of like, oh, there's something else here. I don't, I, I don't need to be doing this job. So um, upon selling it, I, I mentioned maybe quitting to my boss, which by the way, I should have just paid off all my debt instead of quitting. Uh, and they were like, Hey, how would you like to work two days a week and keep your insurance? Uh, so I, I continued on it two days a week, uh, became the worst employee known to man. And within about three or four months, they, they called me into their office and they said, it looks like you're having more fun doing that little internet thing. Uh, why don't you just go home and not come <laughs> back? And so they fired me. I wish I had some like, I quit story. You know, I walked out the door and flicked everybody off or something. Uh, but yeah, they, they told me to go home that day. And, uh, I would say that was the moment where I, I really knew uh, it's time to go. Right. Like I, I, I had experience here. When you, when you have a big win like that, or even a small win uh, of selling your business, it, it comes with a lot of uh, confidence building. Like it, it makes you feel good, but it also is like, oh, oh crap, can I do this again? Right. And so, uh, you know, getting fired. Right. Yeah. Was, was a real... it lightning in a bottle the first time? Can I repeat this success? Getting fired was that moment where it was like, you know, I, I drove to the lake where my mom's ashes are buried and I just kind of sat there and, and meditated. And I was like, why don't I care that I was fired? And 
that's when I really, I knew I could do this. And that's where I really leaned in hard uh, and started building more of these dropshipping businesses. It's interesting that a lot of your initial journey, the impediment and the thing you needed to overcome was, was lack of confidence, right? You had initially, A, you had to have the, the confidence to try it in the face of adding additional debt at the time, which that's scary, right? And that, because if it doesn't work, like, all right, I've just dug the hole deeper. It would, it would scare me. I'd think twice about it. And then, all right, so you, it, calling the suppliers, that sounds like a little bit of uh, either some imposter syndrome there or maybe social anxiety disorder. I don't know, maybe both. Um, but it's like mindset stuff you have to overcome to get going. But then you get that that win and then like, what, like, oh, you got the suppliers on board. Oh, the business grew. Oh, you're making sales. Oh, you're able to sell the thing. Oh, you got fired from your job and you don't care. Like it, suddenly you realize like, man, I'm no, I'm not faking it anymore. I made it. I did it. And now it's, well, can I keep it going? And so where do you go? You've sold your business. You don't have a job. Where do you go from there? Yeah. So first off, the whole thing's in your head. I, I want to touch on that. Like it's all mindset. Everything, and it's still there. I bet Kurt still has imposter syndrome some days. Uh, and everyone listening oh, yeah. to this has the, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. What if I fail? It's all in your head, right? And so if you can get past that, that's happiness lies beyond all of that, right? If you can, as Gary V would say, just kiss the girl and, and move forward. Uh, and so there's a lot of moments as you highlighted there and, and there's a few more coming, right? So after I was fired, uh, I was doing a podcast, uh, really sharing my story, talking about my journey so far uh, and, and sharing that, that led to some consulting opportunities with other people who were doing this as well. One of them uh, led to uh, a mastermind call. It was supposed to be four of us on the call. It ended up only being two of us. And I ended up giving this guy a ton of tips on his business uh, during that call. By the end of the call, he gave me half of his business and we ended up mm. uh, implementing all of my ideas. We scaled that 5X. He bought me out a year later. So that that paid off all of our debt. Uh, and then again, there's lows with this, Kurt. So the moment I uh, came home and said, I sold this business, we're out of debt. Uh, my wife asked for a divorce. Uh, and so oh. here I was back at square one again, like you know, a lot of ups and downs in my story, but that one was, uh, that one was pretty hard as well. And so, um, but from there, those consulting opportunities led to uh, some opportunities to be part of businesses. So one of the businesses I consulted on, I helped them get to a quarter million dollars in sales in their first three months on their dropshipping store. We remained friends for nine months. And then shortly after uh, my wife and I split ways, they asked me to come on board uh, and be part of the business. And so that's the business that I came on board. And in two years, we scaled from $1 million in revenue to $11 million in revenue two years later. Uh, and that was, you know, that was the real big first huge win that I had uh, in dropshipping. And what, what was the store? Yeah, so this one I try not to talk about too much. I still have a, a little <laughs> bit of non-disclosure agreement going on there. And so it was, right. in the golf, it was in the golf industry. Uh, I'm happy to talk about some of this stuff, but uh, out of respect for those two gentlemen who are absolute crushers, uh, I, I try not to talk about it too much. Okay. And so you've got... Uh... It sounds like the other unspoken advantage here that you were able to gain uh, earlier was a network, right? You were able to meet some people through a forum and then through a mastermind group, got involved uh, in a consulting capacity and then brought on on board. Um, it sounds like with with equity uh, to this this dropshipping business uh, that scaled quite quite nicely. Is that right? Yeah, no, uh, and a lot of it came from up 
from podcasting, right? Just sharing my story, just getting out there. And so I had a, a couple different podcasts in the beginning, one, one on my own, one with a couple gentlemen where we really talked about this business model and shared everything we had. And, and that led to some consulting opportunities. And then, yeah, so in, we scaled 1 million to 11 million in two years. Those guys bought me back out at that point. And uh, that was a personal seven figure victory for me. So that, uh, that was a huge day for sure. Yeah, I'll say so. Suddenly that like 40 grand of credit card debt seems pretty minor. Yeah. Um, when you see what the, the payoff later became. So our mindset was a thing we had to get over network, uh, a network we had to gain experience. And then the other, you, you were using podcasting and sharing your story and your wins allowed you to gain both the network, but also authority. Cause when you got that consulting gig, really, it sounds like you had like the one successful dropshipping business and were able to move on, but you'd like gained edu- you were educating yourself on this stuff as well. And we're able to impress someone enough to get in uh, on the action from there. Cause you're a serial entrepreneur here. All right. So now you got a million dollars in your pocket. Now what do you do? Yeah. It, and so to your point, uh, you know, it was a few and I don't, I don't want to leave people hanging and like I'm, I'm hiding things. So the first one was the 3d printer guy.com. You can see that on Wayback machine. I also ran pellet grill pros.com, uh, shop tiny I was part of standing destination.com. I was part of. And so, you know, upon exiting that business, uh, we also had another friend who saw what we were doing in that business and he asked me to come on board. So that was standing destination through standing destination. We were able to acquire a brand we were selling. So in movement, we acquired in movement and started uh, making that our own brand. From there, we acquired a brand called unsit. Uh, so if you go to inmovement.com, you'll see uh, their standing desk and their treadmill desk. Those, those are all brands we acquired from which we were selling uh, on our drop shipping business. And so, um, yeah. And then the last two years, uh, really after that exit, I, I exited like a week before COVID. Um, and shortly, shortly into COVID, my wife lost two family members. And so we didn't, I, I honestly haven't done a whole lot in the last year. And that's when uh, my friend John approached me and said, let's do this dropship breakthrough thing together. We both have a ton of experience in this field. We think the business model is something incredible. Uh, and I'm happy to share it, literally just give it away on your show here today, Kurt. And so like, I just want people to get started. E-commerce changed my life, and I want that for everybody listening to this. I want I want their life to be changed. I want I want them to push themselves to a limit they've never seen before and reap the rewards. Accidents happen. Maybe you installed an app and it messed up your theme, or store collaborator deleted product images by mistake. Common myth: Shopify is a backup that you can use when something goes wrong with your store. Untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do instead? You use Rewind to equip your Shopify store with automated backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix and Movement Watches, it's even a Shopify Plus certified app. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention the unofficial Shopify podcast to get your first month absolutely free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Find it in the Shopify app store or visit rewind.com. Obviously, you know what you're doing. I have faith in you. I trust you. Your experience, I love. Who does not want incredible success that you've experienced? Define for me, what is dropshipping? Like what makes, how is dropshipping different within e-commerce? What is special about this? Why do you love it? (laughs) So I think, clear up some misconceptions, right? I think when most people think of dropshipping, there's no shortages of 
20 something you know, air quote gurus standing next to their rented Lamborghini talking about how they're drop shipping stuff from AliExpress and, and doing amazing. And I'm sure there's some cases where they're doing great, right? Whoever discovered the first fidget spinner on AliExpress is probably doing amazing. And I'm sure you can think of some other examples who are doing well. When I think of drop shipping, personally, I think of high ticket drop shipping. So first off, drop shipping is simply a method of fulfillment. If I'm selling the microphone in front of me here and I have you know, podcastmicrophones.com is my store and you come and buy this from me, it's going to ship from the manufacturer to you with my label on it. That's drop shipping, right? So I'm not actually even buying the inventory until you purchase from me. So there's no overhead, there's no cash flow issues, and then they're shipping it on my behalf. So I don't I don't need a warehouse either, right? So that's drop shipping in a nutshell. And specifically, I do high ticket drop shipping and there's a reason for that. So just do some some quick math. If you sell a $10 widget that you got from AliExpress and you have 30% margins on it, you're going to make $3 every sale. If I sell a $1,000 product, which is just as easy to sell as the $10 product, believe it or not, I'm going to make $300 per sale with 30% margins. All right, now let's scale that, right? How are you how are you going to get to any reasonable profit? Uh, if you want to sell, if you want to make $3,000 this month, uh, in low ticket, you're going to need to sell a thousand items at ten dollars to make three thousand uh, dollars. I'm going to need to sell uh, ten of those items with three hundred dollar profit. So, what do you think? Like, there's big profit difference there. There's a big order difference there. Do you think I'm going to need a big team or a little team in order to f- fulfill ten orders? Right, compared to your thousand orders, you're probably going to need a, a team of VAs to handle this. You're likely going to have more returns than me. You're going to have more damages than me. You're going to have more customer service issues than me. So, this is why I like high ticket the most uh, on the profit side. Is it's just so much less work to have the the same rewards. And I don't know about you, Kurt, but I'm not trying to work a whole lot harder to make the same amount of money. So one of our, with drop shipping, we eat into, since we're not the manufacturer, we don't necessarily have the highest margins on our orders. And so the workaround here so that we don't get eaten alive by um, you know little issues is to seek out a high average order value. Verso, I don't want to sell bike helmets. I want to sell bikes. No, I want to sell e-bikes. Actually, we had John Murphy on here who had a wonderful uh, uh, success with exactly what you described. He had a high-ticket dropship store uh, selling e-bikes. Um, the what is For you, what's your threshold with that? Like You're like, this is high-ticket and this is not. I bet there's like an, an AOV number you shoot for. Yeah. So there's, you know, zero to 100, I would consider low ticket. There's kind of this no man land in like one to 300, one to 400 range. A lot of people would put it 500 plus, but I would encourage anyone listening to this who's considering it. How high can you go? Uh, if you get too high, you'll start having issues with Shopify if you're selling twenty, thirty thousand dollars items. But I've sold things up to ten thousand dollars consistently. One of the best sellers on a business I was part of was ten thousand dollars. That's amazing. Um, think That's about that huge. with with thirty percent margins. Like you're doing very, very well on every single sale. So um, you know, I would encourage anyone to think above the thousand dollar mark. Uh, but certainly, you can go lower. And, and it's not everything on your store is not going to be above a thousand. It's going to have some accessories that are below it and things like that. So. Um, but yeah, think above a thousand dollars and um, and think about like a, a big misconception is a lot of people go to AliExpress and they just get this no name junk, right? Like when when we're selling high ticket items, we're selling real brands. People are already searching for these brands and these products. Uh, again, three D printers or pellet grills. People are already searching for these brands, and we're simply going to those brands and becoming a retailer for them and selling them online. Walmart is just a retailer of a bunch of brands, but they do it brick and mortar as well as online. We just do online. In in twenty fifteen, what did a three D printer cost? Like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, my best seller was five thousand dollars from Airwolf, wow. um, and I made roughly around a thousand dollars every single one I sold. Oh, that's that's really good. Who doesn't want that business? I just bought a three D printer. I quite like it. Nice. Let's see, where was I going? For, where am I going from here? 
Look, I, I'd love to like give a, a few more reasons why I love this business model. And then literally I can just tell you how to do this. Like, uh, the other okay. reason I love it is like, you can start for 500 bucks or less. So think about when you're selling a low ticket or starting your own brand, how are you, how much are you spending to get started, right? First, you have to like find the product, do all the market research. That's a lot of your time. You're going to need to order samples, uh, deal with manufacturers in China, probably order multiple samples, uh, iterate on them, order multiple more samples, right? It's 70 bucks, 80 bucks air shipping to get each sample over. Uh, at that point, you're going to need to place a large order and you still don't even know whether you really are going to be selling this or not. And you need to create demand, right? Like there's no one searching for this product. If they are, they're not searching for your product. And so there's a whole lot of, investment up front and demand generation up front uh when you start your own brand versus this one let's use pellet girls for an example the main brands that are out there traeger memphis uh you already know who's existing in the market and you can simply set up your business and and call those retailers and and say hey i'd, I'd like to become a, a retailer for your brand how do we go about setting this up upload them on your product uh, upload them on your website and and start running Google ads immediately, right? You can start this whole process for $500 for less. And we have a video on exactly the pieces you need on our YouTube channel. Um, I, I love that you can get a marketing degree while you're making money in this business model. Basically, like there's no cash flow issues. So when you're selling your own product, you, number one, you have to make that huge, huge investment up front. And then as soon as you start making sales, you have to think about ordering your next batch and you probably have to take on debt in order to get, not run out of uh, stock, uh, which is a big thing in Amazon, obviously. And so this one, you don't have any cash flow issues. I'm not actually buying this product until you buy it from me. So my investment up front is minimal to get the website up and get the suppliers on board. Uh, and then I'm running Google ads, which Google happily gives you $150 up front to, to get started. And if you can make your sale in that first $150 and continue growing on your profits, you're going to learn marketing in the process. You're going to have to learn how to run Google ads. You're going to have to learn how to do some coding in your store. You're going to have to learn some SEO. You're going to have to learn how to send some emails. You're going to have to learn a, a ton of marketing, uh, which is just, you know, part of, par for the course, as far as learning how to run an e-commerce business, why not actually get paid to do it rather than be stressed out and in debt and, and worrying about stock issues? The, all right. So the, the big advantages that you see here are we, we de-risk a lot of the initial process because you're right. If I'm manufacturing a product, even if I'm making something like I want to manufacture a single phone case, I have to have tooling made. And so for that initial run of product, I may spend 10 grand just on on tool and die manufacturing. And that's for one unit. And I better hope I got it right. Oh, I want to come out with another phone case, more tooling. And so that there's a lot of expense there. And because I'm a brand new brand, potentially with a brand new product, and maybe I even created a new category or solved something, a painter problem no one had solved before. Well, no one necessarily knows to look. So then the other problem is I have to generate the audience. And what you're saying is, hey, you could skip those two steps by going for um, existing higher end known products. And so we want to sell premium stuff like 3d printers, as opposed to garbage from AliExpress. And I think that's where like, you're right. Drop shipping does get a bad rap a because of, uh, get rich quick gurus with, uh, least Lambos and the, the, the nonsense that you see people trying to sell from AliExpress. That's very inexpensive. You know, the thing that always gets me with, with drop shipping, how do I know what to sell? Because now the way you phrase it, Suddenly, it seems like I could set up a store and sell just about anything so long as I could find someone who will fulfill it for me. And the chances are I can if I look long and hard enough and and knock on enough doors. So what's what's your approach? For me, I do uh, the touch point test is something I recommend to everybody. You know, uh, you have your phone on you at all times. Just open a note and everything that you see above a thousand dollars throughout your day, just put in your list. You're likely going to come up with the same list that 
everyone else in the world comes up with. But over time, you're going to start seeing more and more opportunity. I've seen everything uh, under the sun. I'm, I'm shocked at some of the ideas people come up with. Commercial trash cans is one that blew me away. I would have never thought of that. Um, but it works, right? Uh, and I've sold, you know, again, 3D printers, pellet grills, standing desks, tiny house products. Uh, I've, I've sold a lot of things. And, and so really, I think people just aren't thinking outside of the box. And also, it's like inherently people think inherently that it's going to be more work to sell something expensive than it is less expensive. And I'm telling you, it's, it's the exact same amount of effort and you don't have to create the demand. The demand's already there. People are already searching for these brands and searching for these products. And so simply getting in front of them helps. And, and to your point, let me tell you a story. Like, uh, you can still sell your own brand here, but like when you're first starting out, if you like you're doing your research by going to Amazon and looking at poor reviews and figuring out how I can make this product better, right? That's how you're learning it. What if instead you sold all of the other brands on the market for a while, you built this marketing machine, you're ranking for all the keywords in your niche and you're driving all the traffic. You are the authority on pellet grills. And in this time, you're selling a lot of pellet grills. You're hearing a lot of complaints from your customers. You're hearing a lot of, man, I wish this existed in the market and you're profitable this whole time. And then you introduce your product and simply put your product at the top of the list and say, this is the best pellet grill in the market. And here's why we addressed all of these concerns. It, it holds the heat. I, I mean, I could go on about some of the concerns I heard back then, but like th that's the process you should go through. In my opinion is like, why not start out profitable in the beginning? Why not start out with cash flow, which is the only thing that fucking matters in, in the whole game. Uh, and then move into addressing your customer's concerns and, and put a product in front of them. That's going to go bananas because you already have the traffic and you've already solved all the problems. You've earned their trust. You've gained the experience. You have an audience. You're the authority. And now you know what does and doesn't work. And you probably, it, you pretty quickly develop opinions on like, wow, this would be, you know, if I could, you know, take this grill, but, you know, change these features, then, oh, suddenly I would have like the best grill for everybody. And at that point, you should have the relationships where you go know, like, I bet I can get that manufactured. Um, a company I have, I have no association to, but comes to mind as someone who probably took this path and did a really great job. And we don't think of necessarily as drop shipping is um, Planet of the Vapes, which I love the name Planet of the Vapes. It's fun. They sell uh, uh, like vape batteries and, and vaporizers and accessories, but they it, it's like clearly it's all all drop ship stuff or you know maybe stuff they they stock and resell, and then they start selling their own private label vapes and they start selling. Their, their own vape that gets good reviews and magically pops up at the top of many search results. So like it, it, when you look at it that way, you're right. So there's many, there are probably many legitimate businesses that you have bought from that you didn't think about as a dropshipping business in the, the traditional sense. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of big businesses doing that same thing, Kurt. You can go to Walmart and walk just any aisle and you'll see, you know, they have ibuprofen and they have their Equate version, right? Like they started small by private labeling products they already knew were selling and, and bringing it in themselves. And so you can do the same thing. You're selling big products with accessories. Start with the accessories, bring in your own accessories that make sense to the brand uh, that put your brand name out. You can start really small uh, and do so from a place of cash flow, which is of utmost importance. The way you have presented dropshipping to me, I love the concept and I love the idea. I, I love everything you've given me. All right, one thing I'm skeptical of is I, I'm able to drop ship the product. I don't have to worry about inventory. I don't have to worry about the, the initial cash flow. And I can just drive qualified traffic from Google with, you know, a mere $100, a mere $500. That's the thing that I'm skeptical of. Convince me otherwise, Ben. 
Okay, uh, I wish I was prepared with a document pulled up here to walk you through e literally every step. We have a YouTube video on this, but first thing you need to do, right? You need to figure out what you want to sell. So I think the example we use in that video is infrared saunas. Let's say you wanted to sell infrared saunas. You're going to go to Google, type in infrared sauna for sale, click the little shopping tab and look at all the brands that populate there. There's Sunray, there's Golden okay. Designs, there's all kinds of brands, right? So now you're like, okay, this obviously works. I can see other companies as well that they clearly don't have a physical location. They must be drop shipping. You can also just go to Sunray is a good example. If you go to their website, it's like dealer application drop ship for us, right? And so that one's very, very easy. Um, and so now you've you need to go buy a domain. What does that cost? Thirteen dollars, uh, maybe even less. If uh, by the way, just search Namecheap coupon. They run their own uh, they run their own ad for it, and you can get it for like nine dollars. So we're starting at nine dollars with a uh, a domain. We'll, we'll call it, you know, myinfraredsaunasstore.com. Uh, then you are going to need Shopify, uh, which is $29 a month. Uh, and I believe you can get started for free. As soon as you connect the domain, you got to pay for it. So we're at $9 and $29. You're going to need to actually like call these suppliers, right? And get them on board. But before you do that, you're going to want to build out your Shopify store just a little bit. And the reason you do that is you don't want to just call them with a blank store. You want to like upload a few of their products, uh, call them and say, here's how we're going to represent your brand online. Don't pretend to be some store that's up and running. Don't pretend to be anything you're not. Don't upload their competitors and say, we've already got your competitors. We want you on board. Just be honest with them and say, look, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build this website. Here's how I'm going to represent your brand. You're going to get some of those brands on board. Some of them are simply fill out the application and they just add you. Um, they might not be the best brands to sell at the end of the day because everybody's selling them, but like you can get started that way, right? You're going to make some sales. So you've spent $9, $29, and you've done some work on your website. You called these suppliers, got them on board. You need to upload the products. You may need to go to Fiverr and get a little bit of branding, uh, which might cost you $5, $10, $25 to get a logo made, maybe get some homepage uh, banner images made. You're going to need a phone number. We recommend Grasshopper if you're in the United States. Again, it's like $30, $40 a month. I love, like it. Love Grasshopper. Yeah. Uh, and so you're at 30, 40 bucks there. Uh, at that point, you're ready to go. Like you just need to run ads. And so you can uh, sign up for Google. Oh, you're going to need G Suite as well. That's a, a, I think they call it Google Workspace as well. So you, that you have, you know, info or your name at myinfraredsaunastore.com rather than myinfraredsaunastore at gmail.com, which is not professional. Um, and so at that right. point, Google's going to start sending you coupons. Hey, you should probably run ads. Here's a coupon, right? And they'll give you something like spend 25, get 100. Spend 75, get 75, or spend 150, get 150. Bing will do the exact same thing, which uh, don't sleep on Bing. It, it's only about 10% of the traffic and it's mostly old people, but it absolutely crushes, especially text ads over there. Uh, and so all of this is under $500 and you should, in that first 150 you spent and the other 150 Google gave you, be able to get your first sale if you set up your ads correctly. Uh, we teach in our course how to run a priority funnel, which is simply you know, run one, one shopping campaign at a high priority, run a second one at medium. That's the exact same Run a, a third one at low. That's the exact same and use negative keywords to push, uh, your, the, the good keywords down lower in the funnel where you bid more. Um, and since people are already searching for these brands and already searching for these products, you know what they're searching, you know, what the bottom of the funnel keywords are, and you can simply choose to bid more on those and not pay so much for somebody searching infrared sauna. Uh, and, and so within that first $300, if you set up your ads correctly, you're likely going to get a sale. If you set up your website in, in a way that's going to convert, it doesn't look terrible, uh, you're likely going to get a sale. And you're going to make some money on that on that sale, which is going to allow you to re reinvest back into more ads. Uh, and hopefully you can get that snowball rolling um, and start generating real profit. But you know that first sale is, is going to be the difference maker. If you can just get that first sale, I promise you, you will never turn back. Making your first dollar online while you're not doing anything. In fact, for me, I was laying in bed at midnight one night, butt naked, got my first sale, and I ran out in the living room dancing like a little girl. Like I'll, I'll remember that moment the rest of my life because it's such a powerful moment. So really... I, 
you can get started for less than $500 and you should get started. And then when you make that first sale, you're never going to look back. It is, you know, what, what makes it magical is it is, is the imposter syndrome. Cause you know, you're, you're just some guy who has not made a sale. You're some person you want to make a sale. You haven't made a set sale and a random stranger on the internet, somewhere in the world found you entirely on their own and said, here is my credit card. I will buy this item from you. And in uh, your system, this person gave you, you know, potentially hundreds of dollars. So just having it that when someone puts that confidence in you, puts their confidence in you for the first time, it really is quite empowering, isn't it? it it's an unbelievable feeling. It, and it's it's more than just confidence. It's just like you made money while while not having to punch a clock, right? So back then for me, I was I was going to work four AM to two PM was my schedule back then. And so to be oh to be making money at midnight, uh, you know, selling a 3d printer to, to Duke university. That was amazing that I I'm laying in bed here. It was Sunday night. So I was like, fuck, I gotta go to work in like four hours. Right. Um, and so to make that sale was incredible. It's an, it's a moment I'll never forget. I guarantee anybody whoever comes on your show, Kurt, if you just ask them, well, tell me about your first sale. Everyone will remember their first sale. I remember mine. I sold like a WordPress website for a custom WordPress website. I think it was like 700 bucks. I couldn't believe it. And then the first time I sold one for several thousand, I was like, is this even legal? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how is this happening? Um, I was shocked. But you're right. You're absolutely right. I remember it. And I remember just like the disbelief that it worked. Like, huh. And then sure enough, you know, everything went fine and worked well. And um, it's great. Did you have it you know, on that first sale? Did you have anxiety? Like, you know, are they, is, it, is there going to be a chargeback or are they going to try and return it? Yeah. So funny story is that was to this day, one of the worst sales I've ever made. Like, uh, and, and not, and not like because Duke university was terrible. Like, uh, it was, they ordered a, a very, very custom 3d printer. And, uh, wouldn't you know it when it shipped from, I believe Idaho all the way to North Carolina, it got damaged. Right. And so I didn't know what to like. This is my first time going, I didn't know how to handle damages. So I'm working with a the supplier. They send it back. They have to build them a whole new custom machine. They send it back to Duke. It was damaged again. Uh, it has to go all the way back to Idaho. They build them another custom machine. And this time it arrived safely. But this was, you know, almost six months later. And so, yeah, little did I know that first sale while being joyous would also be uh, a lot of learning lessons for me on how to handle uh, disgruntled customers and damages and returns and how to work with suppliers on those things. Excuse me, do you know where 4th Street is? Yeah, up here, make right. Or, uh, no, make left. No, no, make right. Man, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know who does know what they're talking about? Zipify Pages, the most powerful landing page and sales funnel builder on Shopify. All their templates are tested and proven by a $100 million e-commerce brand. So you know their stuff actually works. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. You can copy entire templates, like opt-in pages, product pages, or holiday promos. Or use the drag-and-drop builder to create your own custom layouts. Then publish your pages directly onto your Shopify store. That means no plugins and no subdomains. So setup is easy and tracking is even easier. And you don't need a designer or developer. Plus, all pages are optimized for mobile, and built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 57 Hundred Shopify merchants. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Looking back, what are some of the things that surprised you about this process? 
Boy, that's a really good question. I think it's a good question. It's tough. Like what stands out when you think back on it? Yeah, I think I, I was shocked at initially. I don't want to, I hate using the word easy, simple, how simple this process actually was. So when I grew up, I was a, uh, my dad was a warehouse worker and my mom was a CNA. When I bought this course, I was working at a warehouse and my wife was a CNA. I didn't know any better. And so I assumed whoever was running these businesses and, and, making all the money, like they were bad people. I, you know, I was, I was poor. And so I was taught to look down on the rich people. And like, I I assumed they knew something I didn't know. And so surprises along the way were how simple this process actually is. It's a lot of hard work. You have to put a lot of time in, but the process itself is simple. Um, and then, you know, meeting some of the people I looked up to along the way who I assumed were these amazing gods or goddesses. And I put them up on a pedestal and then you meet them and they're just not the person you wanted them or needed them to be, uh, and, and realizing that we all have the same limiting beliefs in our head that we're all, we're all doubting ourselves most of the day. And, and the people who can push through that and, and get the work done are the ones who succeed. I, I think those were some big lessons for me. So, so to, to put an extreme example on it, uh, supposedly just like total psychopaths make some of the best executives and CEOs because they are freed of a lot of those limiting beliefs. So I'm not saying that you should like go out and be a serial killer. Please don't. But the, uh, you know, if you really like sit and interrogate yourself as to like some of why you think you can't do some things, oftentimes it really is just like you're saying no to yourself. And the workaround I use for this is I go when I'm I'm doubting myself. It's like, well, what would someone smarter than me do? And when you phrase it like that to yourself, often you know the right answer. It was in front of you the whole time, but you were looking at it through that like that lens of your own perception. And so kind of trying to get yourself outside of your own head by going, hey, what would someone smarter than me do? Yeah, Works pretty well. Oftentimes your internal voice is always telling you you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or this won't work or what if I fail? Just the, the one phrase that my uh, performance coach Elliot Rowe taught me is just say, is that true? So anytime you're hearing that stuff or you're laying in bed and you're beating yourself up, just, is that true? And, and say it out loud and you will probably laugh at whatever phrase is repeating in your head because it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It is. It really is. And you're right about meeting like really like ultra successful people. Sometimes they're in the right place at the right time and they may not even realize it. Um, and it, so it's like, you know, if you try and build a, a network and you can make those opportunities occur for you and you were able to do that by really like, trying to establish a, a network and authority. And you did that through forums and podcasting, it sounds like. And that's very powerful. And that's what a lot of successful people have. It's not necessarily that they're smarter than you or more experienced. It's that they they have the, that network that creates opportunities for them. Um, and I think drop shipping and getting yourself into entrepreneurship, into owning your own business is one of the the early steps to doing that. It like gets you into that, that insider's club where uh, suddenly, you know, other opportunities start to arrive. And so I really, I'm sold on this idea. I love this as a really an easy, a much de-risked, defanged entry point into e-commerce entrepreneurship. I need resources. You've obviously, you've, you've got a course you've put together. Pitch me on it. What do you have for me? How do I learn this? 
Yeah. So uh, a long time ago, I took a course to get started. And along the way, I had to learn a lot of things, SEO, Google AdWords, coding, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and so when it came time for me to actually want to create this course with with my partner, John Warren, uh, we, we needed to have the full package in there. And so I think actually getting started, that process is simple. Uh, and we literally give it all away on our YouTube channel or our podcast called Dropship Podcast. We also have a Patreon version of that as well, uh, where we go really deep on things. And so that the beginning part, how to get started. I mean, we walked through some of it here today and we definitely go deeper on our podcast and things like that. Now, if you want to learn how to actually like take your business to the next level, that's everything that we put in dropship breakthrough. And so it's, you know, getting started is, is building your website, calling the suppliers, running some Google ads to get some sales. And then from there you need to scale, right? You need to learn how to do some email marketing, learn how to do SEO, learn how to scale your ads, uh, learn how to love your customer and, and send emails and get them to use your product and refer other people. And so we put all of that inside of dropship breakthrough. Uh, we try to give away the what and the why on the on Dropship Podcast and on our YouTube channel. And then if you want the you know handholding step by step, we'd love for you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough. Cool. Uh, where where do I go? Where do I? What's my first step? Go dropshipbreakthrough.com or yeah. If you're a podcast, if you're listening to this, you're likely a podcast junkie. So go check out Dropship Podcast. Uh, the beginning episodes are very beginner, answering all the questions: What is dropshipping? How does dropshipping work? How do I find suppliers? Things like that. And so listen to that. We'd love to have you on Patreon as well. It's five dollars an episode. We put out maybe two episodes a month, uh, and John and I are really able to go much deeper on that side of things, on longer form content. Uh, and then you can find us, our YouTube channel is also Dropship Breakthrough. And then our course is at dropshipbreakthrough.com. It is spelled T-H-R-U, uh, but the, the formal spelling uh, redirects there as well. All right. Well, include this in the show notes. It sounds like uh, fabulous resources for people who are looking. And what I want to know, uh, if you had to start over, this is my, my last question for you. If you had to start over, what would you have done differently? What would you tell yourself? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would have done anything differently other than move faster. I, I really got hung up on like I built, you know, just taking it all the way back. I built my first store. It was called BrickfireBBQ.com. It was because my wife's uncle was the national sales rep for Memphis Pellet Grills. And so if we went to her uncle's house for dinner, we ate on a Memphis. If we went to her dad's house, he sold him a Memphis, we ate on one. And so there was Memphis everywhere in my life. Uh, and I was just like, I'm going to create this. And, and somebody posted in the forums, hey, I tried pellet grills and that niche doesn't work. And I bought I bought that hook, line, and sinker. Uh, and I reached out to as many people as I could. And they were all like, look, just because that person didn't succeed doesn't mean you can't. But I, I spent months like doubting myself feeling like I built this website for nothing, that this is never going to work. And that this whole, you know, why did I even take a chance on myself? This is why you don't, you know, this is why you don't buy a thousand dollar courses. Um, and, uh, and when I, when I finally, you know, bought the 3d printer guy.com and I lost that supplier, it was just another kick in the ass of like, fuck, you know, you lost the biggest supplier. Now you still need to call suppliers. You don't know whether this one's going to work. And I spent way too long doubting myself and, and being a perfectionist, making sure the website was just perfect before I even called suppliers. And in reality, if I just moved faster, I would have learned a lot of lessons along the way. And so I think too many people think when they start something, it's going to be this get rich quick scheme. And, and in six months, they're going to be a millionaire. And like, that's just not how business works. You have so many lessons you need to learn. You have such a long path uh, in life. Like, Anything you've learned in your life or anything you've gotten good at in your life, you didn't get good at it overnight, right? You took a lot of practice. It took a lot of effort. And, and the same thing applies to business. And so I would have just told myself to get moving faster and realize that there's hundreds of lessons I need to learn. And the faster I learn them, the further along I'm going to get. I love that that's, that's the, the takeaway. Obviously, like move faster. Um, and the isn't it's a move faster is an easy one when you're successful you know, looking back. But it's also, you know, had 
I agree. Like I would have told myself the same thing. Like I just hired uh, a full-time W2 designer developer. And within days of doing it, I already knew like, well, I should have done this a year ago, right? Like I knew immediately, I, I shouldn't have doubted myself. I should have just done it. Um, and I think the the other nugget of wisdom in there is there really, I don't think there's such a thing as an overnight success. I think often when you hear about an overnight success, it looks like an overnight success to you, or maybe it's been presented that way. But the reality is there was probably a ton of failure and missteps um, and second guessing that led up to that. Like that overnight success really just, and if it does happen, it, it's lightning in a bottle. It's so hard to to reproduce uh, events like that. But this has been this has been really great. I'm so glad you came on the show and and talked to us and really convinced me of the merits of high ticket dropshipping. I love the idea. Um, thank you so much, Ben Knegendorf, DropshipBreakthrough.com. Check the show notes. I got uh, all the the links he mentioned. I put them in there for you. Thanks for thank having you. me, buddy. <laughs> Love the sound bites. Starting a business online has never been easier, but growing an e-commerce business is another story. With Privy, it's never been easier to grow your email and SMS lists, automate your email marketing, send on-brand newsletters and texts, and even send abandoned cart text messages all in one app, which means no more toggling back and forth, no more managing contacts across apps, just a powerful connection between Privy's email conversion and SMS tools that lets you manage the entire customer experience all in one place. Plus, you can try Privy out for free today. Just head over to privy.com slash unofficial Shopify and you can sign up for your free 15-day trial. That's P-R-I-V-Y dot com slash unofficial Shopify. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The Unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at ethercycle.com. Thanks for listening.